Hey guys, welcome back to the Life by Taylor podcast where we learn and grow together. I just want to start by saying that the 230 people who listened to yesterday's episode while it was still a draft, I am so sorry. I am so embarrassed. Every single time I've uploaded an episode, I re-listen to it immediately after. Yesterday, I didn't have time to do that because I went grocery shopping and I was like, it's going to be fine. And today I was like, okay, let's just get the creative juices flowing. I go to listen to the episode and I'm like, oh my God, this is a draft. It's okay. The fact that people still liked it and enjoyed it and messaged me saying that they liked the episode means a lot to me because that is not the episode you were supposed to listen to. (laughs) So if you felt like something was off, you were right. Those of you that are like, oh, that's why it was weird. Yeah, that's why it was weird. On today's episode, I'm going to be talking about something that's kind of hard for me to talk about. And I realized this as I was reading from the book that this is something that I'm super passionate about and I really do believe in, but I don't really find a safe space to express how I feel about this because I'm very afraid of how it will be received. I have a feeling that once I share this, there's going to be a lot of people that are like, wow, me too. I also feel this way. But because it's not so mainstream and it's not like the go-to way to look at reality, it feels really vul- it feels really vulnerable for me to share my thoughts on this. Now, of course, I don't really like to just read from the book for you guys. I really try to bring in some real-world examples or my own personal experiences. And yesterday on my Instagram story, I posted a picture of two tip jars, one that said Johnny Depp, one that said Amber Heard. And obviously, the Johnny Depp one was overflowing with cash. The Amber Heard one had $3 in it. And this girl that I connected with recently, she's also spiritually minded, she DM'd me saying, Ugh, I kind of just wish they would both apologize to each other. And I was like, girl, same. Part of me feels the same way. And on today's episode, I'm going to be reading from Osho's book on compassion, more specifically a chapter titled Be a Lover, Not a Lawyer. And what better example to give than the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial to practice compassion for both human beings on both sides of this trial? Of course, when you look at this case from a judgmental perspective, from a thinking mind as a quote-unquote lawyer, then there is a right and wrong. There is a just and unjust in that framework of thinking. But something I have been feeling since the beginning of this case is the compassion I have for both of these flawed human beings with their own pain that they carry. And of course, I'm not justifying either of their behavior. And I'm not saying that, you know, everything is just kumbaya, but I do think that there is a third way to look at things. It's not always right and wrong. It's not always, it's not always good or bad, right or wrong, black or white. As I read today's chapter, I'm going to apply it to my perspective on the case. I didn't really watch much of it. I have to admit, I don't know any of the details and I'm happy I don't because first of all, I choose not to consume content like that. I find it to be toxic. I find it to be, it's really hard for me to disconnect personally from these types of things. And I'm very emotionally invested when I watch because I do recognize that they're not just two famous people. These are human beings, actual people that, have children that have family, that have people who love them, who have gone through a lot of things. And it's really hard for me to disconnect that truth from that reality. So I don't think the details are even necessary when it comes to applying what I'm going to read today. I'm really excited to hear your guys' feedback on this episode, and I'm just going to get straight to it and start reading. Don't be a lawyer, be a lover. Two words, law and love, are tremendously significant. They represent two types of mind the polar opposites, 
The mind that is legal can never be loving, and the mind that loves can never be legal. The legal attitude is irreligious. It is political, social, and the attitude of love is non-political, non-social, individual, personal, religious. Moses, Manu, Marx, Mao, these are all the legal minds. They have given the law to the world. Jesus, Krishna, Buddha, Lao Tzu, these are the people of love. They have not given a legal commandment to the world. They have given a totally different vision. I have heard a story about Frederick the Great, the king of Prussia. He was a legal mind. A woman came to him and complained about her husband. She said, Your Majesty, my husband treats me very badly. Frederick the Great said, That is not my business. But the woman persisted. She said, Not only that, Your Majesty, he speaks ill of you also. Frederick the Great said, That is none of your business. This is the legal mind. The legal mind is always thinking of law, never of love. The legal mind thinks of justice, but never of compassion. And justice that is without compassion can never be just. A justice which has no compassion in it is bound to be unjust. And a compassion that may appear unjust cannot be unjust. The very nature of compassion is to be just. Justice follows compassion as a shadow. But compassion doesn't follow justice as a shadow, because compassion is the real thing. Love is the real thing. Your shadow follows you. You don't follow your shadow. The shadow cannot lead. The shadow has to follow. And this is one of the greatest controversies of human history. Whether God is love or law. Whether God is just or compassionate. The legal mind says God is law, is just. But the legal mind cannot know what God is because God is just another name for love. The legal mind cannot reach to that dimension. The legal mind always goes on throwing responsibility on somebody else. The society, the economic structure, history. For the legal mind, the other is always responsible. Love takes the responsibility itself. It is always I who am responsible, not you. Once you understand that you are responsible, you are blossoming. Law is an excuse. It is a cunningness of the mind so that you can always protect yourself, defend yourself. Love is vulnerable. Law is a defensive arrangement. When you love somebody, you don't talk law. It needs no other law. It is enough unto itself. And when love protects you, you don't need any other protection. Don't be legalistic. Otherwise, you will miss all that is beautiful in this life. Don't be a lawyer. Be a lover. Otherwise, you will go on protecting yourself, and in the end, you will find that there is nothing to protect. You have been protecting just an empty ego. And you can always find ways and means to protect the empty ego. I have heard a story about Oscar Wilde. His first play was stage, and it failed completely. It was a flop. When he came out of the theater hall, friends asked, how'd it go? He said, it was a great success, but the audience was a great failure. That is the legal mind. Always trying to protect the empty ego. Nothing but a soap bubble. Hollow within, full of emptiness and nothingness in it. But the law goes on protecting it. Remember, the moment you become legalistic, the moment you start looking at life through the law, maybe the law is that of the government or the law is that of the church, it makes no difference. 
The moment you start looking at life through law, through the moral code, the scripture, the commandment, you start missing it. One needs to be vulnerable to know what life is. One needs to be totally open, insecure. One needs to be able to die in knowing it. Only then one comes to know life. If you are afraid of death, you will never know life because fear can never know. If you are unafraid of death, if you are ready to die to know it, you will know life, eternal life, which never dies. Law is hidden fear. Love is expressed fearlessness. When you love, fear disappears. Have you observed? When you love, there is no fear. If you love a person, fear disappears. The more you love, the more fear disappears. If you love totally, fear is absolutely absent. Fear arises only when you don't love. Fear is an absence of love. Law is an absence of love. Because law is basically nothing but a defense of your inner trembling heart. You are afraid. You want to protect yourself. So it may not seem relevant to the case itself. I think that in general, the topic of compassion is. And before I go into how I extend compassion to someone like Amber Heard or someone else who's a criminal or someone else who's done something wrong, even if they've wronged me, I want to talk about what we just read. Judgment is rooted in fear. That is known. That is obvious. The desire to make things right or wrong, good or bad, comes from a place of needing to defend ourselves, to protect ourselves, to make something secure, to actually give this false belief that we have security. Fearlessness is rooted in love. And this is evident in every small thing that we do. Everything is rooted in fear or rooted in love. And, you know, even when I'm walking down the street and I find myself in a situation that may be frightening and when I might be a little bit afraid for my life, I'm a little bit paranoid in that sense, but I'm trying to work on that. And let's say a homeless man who's clearly not mentally stable is walking towards me. Of course, I'll do everything in my power to protect myself. I'm not going to you know, go up to him and engage or start talking to him because it's, it's clearly something that could be threatening to me. But instead of judging this man and being like, and seeing him as a second tier citizen or person and starting to demonize him, I actually do what I can to protect myself, but at the same time have love for him and see myself in him. Now, I want to talk about how compassion is actually rooted in this idea that we see ourselves in everyone. I think where I developed this was the fact that I was always considered a quote-unquote bad kid. I was always in trouble. I was always getting sent to the office. I was always considered bad by my teachers and by my supervisors, by my dad. And deep in my heart, I knew I was good. And I recognized that people are so quick to judge and punish and... I was always getting a punishment, but what I really needed was more attention and more love and more compassion from others. I needed people to see the part of me that was acting out, not from a place that was malicious or a place that was actually evil or bad. And being on the other side of that has allowed me to do that today when I see anyone on the other side. Even in last week's school shooting, I was thinking so much about the shooter and how much compassion I have for him 
And compassion oftentimes sounds like this word that's like very fluffy, lovey. It sounds a little bit like cheesy almost. Like when I say I have compassion for him, I can almost feel that people are like, what the fuck is wrong with you? But compassion is a strength. Compassion is the strength of love. And the reason I'm able to have compassion for him is because he is not different than you and I. He was born into this world and had life experiences and circumstances and genes and parents and an environment that turned him into who he was and what he did. Who am I to say that if I was born as this person, I wouldn't act exactly the same? Of course, as who I am in the life that I was given, I could never even imagine thinking to do something as horrific. It's this mindset of judgment and being almost like and almost imposing the law on others that we separate from each other and we hold everyone to the same standards and the same expectations and the same rules, even though we're all so different and come from such a different life. Now, compassion doesn't mean forgiveness. I don't necessarily forgive. I mean, forgiveness is a whole different topic, but it doesn't mean that you justify It actually, okay, this is going to get deep. I don't justify his actions, but it does bring justice to the situation itself as a whole. It all depends on how you define justice. So what he's saying in this excerpt is that justice requires compassion. Real true justice is equality. Real true justice is seeing yourself and everyone and finding this place where we all meet, and that's love. Justice, in a legal sense, is unjust. Of course, there is law, and of course, we have to follow the rules and that there's consequences to those rules. And I am not someone who would say, you know, get rid of prison then and everyone run free. I I would argue that Osho probably thinks that. I haven't read the rest of the book, but he goes into that. And that's not, that's not where I'm at, at least not yet. <laughs> but I truly think that bringing justice to the situation from a spiritual sense, right? This is something that I've always said, that there's so many layers and angles to the truth. And there was a situation once in Israel that was super controversial. People were like, what do you think? Should he or should he not go to jail? Or should he or should he not be punished? doesn't really matter what happened. It's, It's irrelevant. And I would tell people, from a legal perspective, he should be punished. From a personal perspective... I understand him and I have compassion for him and I I get why he did what he did. As long as the law exists, of course, we have to follow the laws and if we don't follow the laws, then we should be punished for them. But that doesn't mean that I have to play lawyer. That doesn't mean that I have to look at the situation from that lens. The legal system takes care of that. As the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial has been so public and has unfolded and people are so invested in it in such a toxic way, honestly, none of us have to play lawyer. That's not our job. I think that when you see this case, any part of it, I haven't watched it all, like I said, from a spiritual perspective, looking at these two souls, they both deserve love. They both deserve compassion. They both deserve understanding, truly. And I've felt very alone in that perspective because obviously everything is like very anti-Amber Heard. And there is a part of me that plays into that, of course, like the ego in me and the part of me that, you know, is mainstream and basic and be like, yeah, she's crazy or, oh yeah, like I don't believe a word that comes out of her mouth. 
But then I pause and I remember how easy it is to judge and how hard it is to love and how being able to see past her ego and not personalizing it and seeing the soul behind that, that might know better, but definitely isn't wise enough to act better, that is drifted away from her actual highest self enough to behave the way she does warrants compassion. And I have compassion for Johnny Depp. I think that taking this out into daily life, it's important to remind ourselves that being a lover is actually seeking true justice. A just world would be a world where we see ourselves and everyone, where we're able to see past people's pain and people's actions and behaviors as their ego. And obviously, I'm not saying in any way that people shouldn't have consequences to their actions. But I think between each other, as long as you're not a lawyer doing your job, we should be playing lover and not lawyer. I'll end with a mantra that has changed my life. It's actually something that my grandmother used to say, and it's said in Hebrew, but I've made it my own. It's actually framed as a question. And the direct translation of that is, do you want to be smart or do you want to be right? And to me, that question means, would you rather be right or would you rather choose peace? And peace doesn't always mean peace for yourself. It also means peace between you and the person you're dealing with. When we set out to always be right, when we set out to fight for what's right between ourselves and other people and especially the people closest to us, most of the time it ends worse. But in so many cases when I've chosen peace, when I've decided to just choose peace, I've gained so much more coming from that place of love and not from that place of fear and needing to defend myself or protect myself. The more you lean into living from love, the more you realize there's nothing to, there isn't much to protect yourself from. And love is a powerful force that will protect you from everything. That is it for today. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed recording it for you. And before I go, I want to thank those of you that are paying a monthly subscription to make this podcast possible. I have around 500 to 600 listens every single day. And if every single person donated to pay even $1 a month, that would make a huge difference in my ability to have more freedom to create these episodes for you. So if you haven't subscribed already, I hope I can inspire you to consider it. And if you enjoyed this podcast episode, screenshot it, share it with a friend, maybe post it on your story, tag me. And last thing, if you're enjoying this podcast in general, please rate it and maybe leave a review. Thanks again for listening. Thank you for your time, for your presence, and for the love and support that I receive from you guys, whether it's directly or indirectly just from listening to this. I love you all, and I'll be back tomorrow.